0: And we are back on the uh, KYMN Morning Show. We're joined now in studio by a special guest. Hope Langston is with us, who is the Instructional Services Director at Northfield Public Schools. Hope, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Let's uh, first of all find out a little bit about you. you. How long have you been with the district?
1: This is my 10th year with the district. I started out as an instructional coach at Bridgewater Elementary and then became the director of assessment services after Roger Jenny's retirement, and then um, became director of instructional services in, Jul- in July of 2019. 19. 20,
0: 20,
1: Twenty twenty, sorry. 2020, yes. <laughs> right.
0: Well, maybe you can shed some light on what uh, an instructional services director is does. What, great is, what is your question. role? <laughs>
1: um, I, I have a great team that I work with. Uh, three instructional coaches and a great administrative assistant. And we manage everything to do with uh, teaching and learning and assessment for the district. So supporting our staff so that we can improve student outcomes.
0: Alright. Now you have a, a program that's going on now. It's called Letters. Yes. And that's what we uh, brought you in to talk about. Letters. That sounds pretty Apt, I guess, for something the school district would run. Tell us about that.
1: Well, of course, it's an acronym because we love our acronyms, <laughs> and it's actually spelled L E T R S, and it stands for Language Essentials for, for Teachers of Reading and Spelling. So, it's a teacher um, instructional program. It's not a curriculum that the kids use. It's professional development for teachers, and and Minnesota um, has has embarked on a journey with letters in that the state legislature approved about $3 million to offer this training free of charge to Minnesota teachers. And there were 2,000 seats made available, and 52 staff members have signed up. Um, in Northfield, which is an incredible response considering the intensity of the training and the time involved. It's 144 hours of training.
0: But that's pretty impressive. Out of yes. uh, just 2,051 from Northfield, yes. here we yes. make sure we got our share. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's rigorous training, you say. Tell us about what uh, what they do. What does the program, uh, I guess, look like for the teachers going through it?
1: So it's a combination of book work. I'm also doing the training, mm-hmm. um, so I have I, I can speak with firsthand knowledge. It's a combination of book work, um, an online learning component, and then online live sessions with a letters trainer, um, two for each unit. And and teachers will complete eight units of study, 144 hours of training outside of the school day. So this is on their time, um, and that's how committed our teachers are to um, improving their reading instruction. And that will happen over the course of the next year. So um, we have some some group organization to to the structure to help people keep going, um, but people have a choice whether or not to participate in those groups, but it's pretty intensive training. I, I equate it to a grad school course.
0: Yeah, for fifty uh, 51 of the uh, teachers are doing, and not everyone can get involved in this, but is this a program that the, when the teachers come back to the classroom and their fellow teachers, will some of that rub off on uh, the ones who haven't gone?
1: Yes, I think it's going to be a game changer for reading instruction in Northfield. And you know, really I, I have to give a shout out to the to the staff that has committed to this training because it, it we know that teachers have been working really hard not only during this pandemic but prior to that in improving reading instruction for our youngest readers and that is because not all of our children are um, getting the reading outcomes that we want. We have about a third of our kids who are not reading at grade level and we are committed to turning that around and letters is one way we're going to do that and it's really teaching teachers what neuroscience and cognitive science have learned about how the brain learns to read and applying what we learn in the classroom and then in the reading instruction
0: that's fascinating how far into the course are you
1: i just completed unit one and i'm into unit two
0: how many units are there eight eight okay so you've yeah. got quite a bit to go
1: Yeah, but we have till next june to finish so
0: all right well let's talk about the what you've learned so far in this it uh you know students I've always been under the assumption, I guess, that students all learn, but they may learn a little differently than the the student sitting right next to them. Is, Is that the case?
1: Actually, what we've learned about the brain and reading is that there is actually one way the brain learns to read, and it's connecting your visual brain with your language center and laying down the pathways between those two parts of your brain. And um, and that's what brain imaging has shown us. And so while we used to think, oh, kids learn to read naturally, it's actually not so. Kids need to be taught very explicit foundational skills so that they can learn to read. Some kids lay down those pathways in their brain with fewer repetitions than, than others, but we know that all kids can learn to read, and that's the key point.
0: Now, you have gone through one out of eight so far, so I, I'm... I guess guessing that uh, over the course of the summer, if uh, if a teacher would like to get involved, they may have a little more time to, to get through some of those courses. Would that be correct?
1: Yes, that's a great point. Um, there are, what I hear, there are still slots from MDE still available. In addition, this is one area where our state legislature has bipartisan support in in, um, in funding this program, and we are hearing that there may be additional funding made available, so that will allow more teachers to participate in this type of training.
0: That sounds just fascinating. I'm, I'm interested with, I guess, the science behind it. Do you have, uh, or has letters been around long enough and maybe tried in other markets or other states? Uh, have we seen any results Results? Uh, any data regarding the results of this?
1: Boy, Jeff, you ask great questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's Seriously. what I'm here for. So, so what's interesting is what we learned is that there's science happening over in in. Um, The the neuroscience researchers and the cognitive science researchers, and that's happening um, over here to the left, and then there's actual classroom practice over to the right. So the research has actually been around for a long time, decades, knowing that what kids need to learn to read, but there's now a new field called translational science that's bringing that research into actual practice in the classroom, and so the research is not new, and that's a misperception that's out there. But it is not new, and what we know is that um, there have sta- there have been states like Mississippi, first and foremost, who ha- was dealing with a much more struggling population than than we were. They actually had all of their teachers go through letters training and began to see pre-pandemic, some massive changes in their challenged student outcomes. And so that's what started the discussion in combination with grassroots efforts from dyslexia, dyslexia um, students and their families, primarily starting a movement across the country saying, you know what, something's not right in reading instruction and we need to make a change, and that has grown and caused state legislatures in virtually all 50 states, I just checked the map this morning. Um, there's only one that doesn't have specific legislation around reading instruction. Um, and Minnesota is, is one of them. Um, and so we are seeing massive changes across the country.
0: You know, that, uh, that transition, uh, or translation of between, you know, the neuroscientists and the teacher in the classroom, that bridging that big gap has got to be a, a pretty big hurdle to do you mentioned the uh, the the science is not new it's been around but uh i guess why haven't we done this before it seems so logical now?
1: Well, we did do it before, back, you know, when well, I'm older than you, I'm sure but back when we were young and then we moved away from it um, even though the science never wavered right? Um, and there's a whole host of reasons behind why we shifted and now we're shifting back but um, that translational science really has an impact in teacher training programs and so that's another area where you're seeing state states less Legislate how we teach teachers to teach reading, um, and so what we now have is a void. And people like me and other teachers who were trained differently when they when they were in school to become a teacher, now we're shifting so that teachers come into the classroom more prepared with that science of reading
0: all right once again we're talking with hope langston she is the instructional services director for the uh, northfield school district uh, here hope what else do we need to know about uh, we're talking about the letters program which is uh, a a reading i guess based program Uh, what else do we need to know about this have we missed anything
1: I think what it's important for people to know is that we are not changing the curricular resource that we are using for teaching reading in elementary school. And that's the Center for Collaborative Classroom, being a reader, being a writer, making meaning. What letters will do is allow the teacher to enhance what they're doing within that curriculum. So... It, they work in tandem with each other.
0: All right. And 51 Northfield School District uh, personnel, teachers and personnel, are going through this right now. And uh, once again, when when they get done with that, uh, is there... You know, how do how do you is there a program for them to share it with the uh with the uh, hundreds of teachers that haven't gone through that or or do they need to? I guess is is this a certain age level? Is this really the elementary and preschool uh age level we're talking about?
1: Yes, and I i want to give a special shout out to the NCEC staff because they have a very high proportion of their teachers um who are who are participating in this training. But it's a it's a pre-K 5 program. At this point, we have represented Presentation from all of our elementary schools and at the NCEC, so it's fantastic. Reading interventionists, classroom teachers, special education teachers, and preschool teachers and administrators um, are all participating. So... Yeah, and what we expect is that we will be sharing this knowledge out to the teachers who have not yet participated in this training, and we expect more to choose to participate as time goes on.
0: So it is an ongoing program; it's not just a. Well, we hope nine. the
1: legislature will fund more s- slots for everyone.
0: Uh, all right. Well, it sounds like a great program. We'd like to invite you back at some point in the future. We can talk about uh, how this is working, and maybe uh, we can talk with some of the uh, teachers as well about uh, what they have uh, learned and what uh, how they. Use that in the classroom.
1: That would be great. I'd be happy to.
0: Hope, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thanks for having me. (laughs) Hope
0: Langston, once again from uh, the Northfield School District, their Instructional Services Director. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN, Northfield.